Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast. Covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the Texas Bowl and Syracuse returning to Madison Square Garden. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Syracuse legend and Rochester Razor Sharks head coach, Poetry and Moten Lawrence Moten. Coach, great to have you on. It's a privilege. Thanks for having me on, and glad to be a part of this. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're doing great. Coach, let's, let's jump right into it. You were recently named head coach of the Ro- Rochester Razor Sharks. How has it been for you so far? Oh, it has been very well. You know, it's, it's been a very exciting training camp that I've been doing uh, that we started since Monday. I brought in about 30 guys, and I have to narrow it down to 15. And um, these are 30 very talented guys, you know, very energetic, you know, good competition. And you know, it's going to be a tough decision, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I know I'll make the right choice um, for, for, for me as a coach and for our organization as a team. Coach, how would you describe your philosophy? Is it going to be a little bit of Jim Beheim in there, a little bit of 2-3 zone maybe? Well, <laughs> well uh, uh, of course, you know, the 2-3 is in my blood. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a man-to-man guy also. But mainly, you know, my type of style, I'm more like, San Antonio Spurs, you know, penetration kick, a lot of double high screening rolls, also like Golden State Warriors. So I'm trying to get it and go, you know, and, and I'm definitely stressing with my uh, point guards that we 94 feet our, our players. And when I say that, I mean, you, you, you pick up your man very early. For the point guard position, they need to understand when you do this, you shut down their plays. If you chop the head off the dragon, which is their point guard, and stop them from doing what they want to do. Now the other team can't run their plays. So I'm looking forward to this. You know, my guys have been working very hard. We just got out of our, our first practice this morning. We get up at, uh, uh, we start at about 7.15, 7.30, and uh, go, to, go on to about 10.30. And then I have another practice this afternoon from 4 to 6. So I've been doing two a days, and you know and I know, you know, that separates the men from the boys. <laughs> Coach, what is it like moving from, you know, you're obviously a great player at Syracuse. We'll get to that in a little bit. You're having your uh, number retired later. We'll get to that in a little bit. But what is that transition like from player to coach, and and have you enjoyed that process? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it. You know, and it's not hard at all. This is actually not my first time as a head coach. Right, right, right. I I was the head coach for the Maryland Nighthawks, the semi-pro team that's in my hometown, not too far in Washington, D.C. Right. So, um I coach there, and I'm all about teaching these guys everything that I've learned. 
You know, that's what it is. You know, you have to understand, like I tell these guys, every day you step on the court, it's an audition. Right. You know, you never know who's watching. So you have to bring your A game. And, you know, these guys have really been working very hard. And like I said, it's going to be a tough decision, but I know I'll make the right one. Coach, let's switch for a moment to your alma mater, Syracuse. You know, you're, you're Syracuse's all-time leading scorer. You're the Big East all-time leading scorer. But Syracuse isn't in the Big East anymore. Is it weird for you to see the ACC uh, emblem in the middle of that Jim Beheim court? No, it is definitely uh, weird for me to see. But uh, I do understand uh, the nature of the business and the nature of uh, economics now. You know, of course, we did it. I really felt like we did it for the football, right. you know, and for all the other sports. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I can say that's probably lost nowadays is tradition, you know, and rivalries, you know. I mean, we're missing, you know, I mean, Syracuse and Lenovo, Syracuse and Georgetown, UConn. Of course, we're going to miss those rivalries. You know, and, and luckily we can still play Georgetown uh, and, and, and UConn and those teams like that. But people need to understand this also. Yes, I was a, a little upset, and, and I understood, you know, uh, the business side. But change is good sometimes also. Can you imagine the new rivalries? Can you, us, Syracuse and Duke now? Right. You know, Syracuse and North Carolina. And then we're going to get back to see some of our old Big East foes, uh, Virginia Tech and and Miami, you know, so who, who were Big East teams when I was playing. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's just going to be it, – it's economics. It's, it's all about economics now, and I honestly say I really think we did it for the football. Let's talk about the current team now. And One of our readers, Mikey, wanted to ask you what you think of the big men, but I also want to ask you in that context, what do you think of the team in general, and do you like this year's team? Oh, I, love, I, love, I love the guys. You know, uh, I've been uh, – you know, I come I come up to Syracuse a lot. I try to catch at least two games a year, and I do Bayhams camps every summer. So I'm, uh, you know, affiliated with the guys, and I always want to know what's going on. And I feel like we have a very good uh, good team this year. You know, um, I really feel we should we should at least get maybe 25 or 26 wins this year because we're guaranteed 20. So mark that down. <laughs> all we're, right. we're, we're always guaranteed 20. So true. Uh, and. and uh, you know, the guys have, have really been playing well. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Grant fan. You know, I, I love Jerry. You know, one of the reasons why I probably because I taught him in elementary when I was uh, a teacher in, uh, in Maryland, physical education teacher. So I know his father. I played with his father when I played with the Wizards. And he's a very good player. But we have a very good team. Clooney stepping it up this year. He's playing as well. He's knocking down the threes. And, and that comes from the, the hard work and dedication he's put in because during the summertime, I truly saw him every morning, him and Jerry McNamara, shooting shooting threes and taking shots. Jerry McNamara working this guy to be the best he can be every morning. So all it is is what you put in this game is what you're going to get out of it. And he's reaping the benefits now, and he deserves it because Clooney's, he's waiting his time, and it's time for him to shine now, and he's been doing that. Now, Enos is another guy that I love. You know, I really like uh, his pace to the game. He's not letting anybody rush him. You know, he, he's just going to be nice and simple. and He knows how to shift gears. That's one of the things I can say about uh, that I like about Enos. And for, for, the, for the most part, all the guys are, are playing their role and, and playing it well. And we're pretty deep, too. You know, I honestly say uh, we look like about at least nine guys deep that Beheim could uh, play every game if he wanted to. You know, and, and you know each game is a is a learning process, and I think you know those guys will do fine right now with two, you know. But I don't want to get caught up in the, in the rankings right now because 
you know, and I know uh, college basketball now is so uh, competitive and all the teams are pretty much equal. When it comes to the tournament, anything goes. Coach, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, again, you're a Syracuse legend, and that's going to be cemented this year. You're going to have your jersey retiring the rafters among all those Syracuse greats. What is that like for you? Oh, man, that's, that's, that's definitely an honor. You know, I take it as an honor and a blessing, you know, and it, and it also lets me understand that, you know, hard work and dedication, you know, paid off. You know, uh, i never forget my, my – I just wanted to play, you know, four or five minutes, you know, a game. I wasn't worried about – I remember I asked my freshman year, averaging Dave, asking Dave Johnson, uh, Dave, how many minutes do you think I play? He said, uh, well, you play about four or five minutes. <laughs> so in my, in my head, I was like, okay, five minutes, five points. You know, I was like a point a minute type of guy. That I, you know, it was just a whole thought process, and you know, it came around my from my freshman year ACC Big East Challenge. I really felt like it was the first game that I told myself, you know, um, that I was here and I was here to stay. And it was a ACC Big East Challenge in Atlanta, and we were playing Florida State, and they had uh, Sam Cassell, Bob Sir, uh, Doug Edwards, Rodney Dobar, they had Charlie Ward, great quarterback at Florida State, and. And uh, uh, Coach Bayham had my name on the list as a starter. It's my first time starting because Agent Archie went down with an ankle injury. And I saw my name on that list. And one of the first things I did, guys, was after I saw my name, I went looking for a payphone. <laughs> I went under the tunnel actually looking for a payphone, and I called my mother. And I said, Ma, I'm starting. And I'll never forget the scream on her, the, the <laughs> scream that she yelled, and I had to take my, my, you know, my ear away from the phone. And, <laughs> and I put it back up, and one of the words that stuck to me to this day, and I'll never forget it, my mother said, don't give it back. <laughs> you know, and, and I never gave and it back. you never did. <laughs> I never gave it back. I became an all-time leading scorer in Syracuse and Big East history. And, hey, uh, one of the good things about, you know, I, I'm sad that the Big East is, is gone, but, you know, I'm kind of happy because my record will be good here forever. Exactly. Now. That's you know, exactly never, right. You can never take that. So uh, <laughs> all I can say is it's not my fault. It's a done deal, and, and the records <laughs> are what they are. Coach, uh, thank you so much for being on today. That was a great anecdote about you and your mother. And again, Poetry and Moten, he'll be coaching his home debut with the Rochester Razor Sharks December 31st at 7 p.m. at the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester. Coach, again, thank you so much. Good luck this season. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. And all my Razor Shark friends, go Sharks. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Again, Lawrence Moten, Syracuse legend. His jersey is going to be raised to the Raptors this year. It was just, it's just such great stuff from him. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you? Doing well, Wes. Thank you. And yourself? Good. Uh, you know, I'm doing even better because we got a lot of football to talk about. We weren't sure whether we were going to be talking about it this time of year. And it seems like Mission accomplished for Scott Schaefer's group. You know, they ended up meeting a huge goal for the program, making the Texas Bowl back-to-back -back bowl games for the first time since the late 90s. Has to be a big step, right, Brad? Absolutely critical that Syracuse be one of the 70 teams playing in postseason uh, games this year because if you're not, <laughs> well, then what are you going to sell to recruits because so many teams get to play of the Division One A teams. And guess what? There are going to be four more games next year, so there'll be 78 teams. But absolutely critical that in Scott Schaefer's first season, first season in ACC play, they get the additional game, the 13th game, all the extra practices that come with it. 
the teaching and learning of the younger players that figure to step in in the next couple of seasons and a great story to tell recruits. So Scott Schaefer joins Frank Baloney, Paul Pasqualoni, and Doug Marone trying to win a bowl game in his first bowl appearance. You look at this team now, mission accomplished for this year, no question, 6-6 six and six in a bowl game. But, you know, that's not going to cut it every year going forward. What do you think is a legitimate goal for the 2014 team? Is it, is it a seven-win season? Is it an eight-win season? Is it a better bowl? What, what, what do you see and in, in envision for this team next year, Brad? I would think it's closer to seven wins and eight, taking a look at that schedule. You know, Villanova, Central Michigan look like wins. Maryland in the Dome, you would think. Notre Dame on a neutral field, that's going to be tough. Duke won't be as good as it was this year, and that's a home game for Syracuse. And they also host Florida State, Louisville, and NC State and have to travel to Wake, Clemson, Pitt, and B.C. Wow, that's tough. (laughs) I guess I can see seven wins in there, assuming that there's going to be more progress for the team next year. Terrell Hunt will be more comfortable at quarterback. But... You also have to figure, Wes, that those ACC teams are going to get better themselves. Let's go to the actual game now. Syracuse playing Minnesota in Texas in Houston. Uh, it seems like Minnesota is a team a lot like Syracuse. You know, not, not a great passing game offensively. They like to run the ball. They like to stop the run on the defensive side of the ball. It, it seems like a very good matchup. But if you look, you know, Syracuse plays Northwestern. Syracuse plays, uh, plays Penn State. They don't play them that well. And Minnesota's a team that beat those two teams in Big Ten Conference play. What do you see? How do you see this game playing out, Brad? I actually like the matchup. I've never been an A plus B equals C type of guy that just because Syracuse lost to Penn State and Northwestern and Minnesota beat, beat them, I don't really see a correlation there, especially because Syracuse is a much better team than the right. first two games of the season when they lost to those Big Ten teams. I like the matchup for this reason. Uh, Minnesota is tough at stopping the run, but I love Syracuse's running game. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, their losses have been when they have not been able to establish a running game, and I love Syracuse against the run. So I really like this matchup uh, favoring the Orange, and I think there could be a little discontent on the on the Gophers' side because they're back in this game for a second straight year. They really thought they should have moved up a, a notch or two in the Big Ten bowl lineup to the Gator Bowl, uh, instead of a Michigan, uh, but I really like the matchup, and I think that Scott Schaefer, with this one month to prepare, will have a great game plan. Brad, how do you see this game playing out? Do you see uh, Syracuse eking out a win, going to seven and six on the season, second straight bowl game uh, win in a year, or do you, do you how do you, how do you see? What is your prediction for this I, game? I do. Uh, Syracuse historically has played well in in the postseason, and I look for a, another great running attack. Uh, and, and a great defensive effort. If Syracuse gets the opening kickoff in this game, I'm looking for another similar drive as in that Maryland game, 80 yards, take seven minutes off the clock and score, and I think that's going to lead to a Syracuse victory. I know Minnesota's about four or five-point favorites, but I like Syracuse in this game by anywhere from six to ten. Good stuff, Brad. We're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts is I take a look at college basketball this season in general, West. A lot of mediocrity, not a lot of great teams. And as I look at the top ten, wow, what a year for the Big East. Oh, excuse me, it's not the Big East anymore <laughs> just because Connecticut, Villanova, Syracuse, and Louisville are in the top ten. What does that say also about college hoops? Probably more like a Big Ten, ACC hybrid, but just a lot of mediocrity in college hoops. 
it'll be real interesting come March to see how the cream rises to the top. Brad, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse basketball team returning to Madison Square Garden on Sunday to play St. John's. There's no Big East tournament this year for them, so this is the only time that they'll be there. But St. John's fans started chanting, we want Cuse on Saturday after a big-time win over Fordham. All I have to say about that, Brad, be careful what you wish for. Syracuse has won 14 of the last 15 games. It's a Syracuse home game, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I expect about 70-30. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that if life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade and then try to find someone whose life has given them vodka and have a party. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time.